Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Dos Acero Football Podcast, coming to you live as we do every week, Wednesday nights. Lately, we've been coming on at 11 o'clock central. Uh, we were hoping to come on a little earlier, but our schedules, unfortunately, uh, don't uh, jive as well as they used to, but uh, we're on, we're live, and we're on YouTube, and of course, you can listen to this edition and previous editions of this on the, in the podcast center on iTunes. So thank you very much for joining us. My name is John Jagu. We've got a lot to get to. With One of the reasons why we've been able to show is what it is called is uh, what has happened in Columbus since 2002, where every qualifier between the U.S. and Mexico has been won by the U.S. by the Dos Aceros 4. And, of course, the thing that happened in Jeanjou, but we'll, uh, we'll jump in uh, full speed ahead into that topic. It's been an interesting week. Uh, there's a couple of things that the Mexican team is doing right for a change. A couple of things are, you know, still doing, and we'll get into all of that. It's been a, it's been a crazy week, as, as we all know. Let's see if if the week uh, will end well for Mexico fans, or if it be it'll be uh, another kick in the nuts for for, for, for some other fans. So we'll talk about all that. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. As always, we have an esteemed panel of guests. We have with us in Los Angeles, California. How are you, sir? John. Doing good. Anxiously waiting the start of the hexagonal. Yeah, do you think it's uh, things are going to... Are, are you cautiously optimistic or are you... Uh, or, or do you have uh, your... you watch the game with your Chivas glasses? No, no, I, I always look forward to these type of games, like to these... To these big tournaments, you know, qualifiers finally begin for Mexico. The, the other round was just warm up. Yeah, everything and, was a warm up for this. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, now 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 we're gonna see what what the team is, uh, where they stand. We're gonna see if homeboy is gonna earn his money or not. <laughs> yes, correct. I mean, that's that, that's basically. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. Always a pleasure to have you on, Joel, and uh, we will uh, jump into that topic and uh, many other interesting little facets about this game. And, of course, uh, we will do so with some other members here in our esteemed panel. We have with us, as always, out in Escondido, California, a gentleman who, uh, until until just today, found out that Paris Hilton is a huge... Is Dan, was that what you're doing? Did, did, you convince, did you convince Paris that she follows? Me and Leo... Talk to her about the team. Yeah, Leo DiCaprio. <clears throat> and, right. Uh, Is he a Santos fan? Yeah. Oh yeah, big fan. Big. I I, I did fan. not know that. Yeah. Is he like one of those fans that has like the Jared Borghetti, like retro jersey from from nineteen ninety nine that has what was his number? He was fifty eight, right? Wasn't that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He, yeah. He's he. I, I've seen a jer- I've seen him wearing a jersey. And it, but this looks like back from pre-Titanic, I think maybe. Oh, back, back <laughs> when it was back when it was cool to be a Santos fan. Not, it, not when, now, it, when, when, when it was still when it was still punk rock, exactly. When it was still right. punk rock to right. like him, which is going to be punk rock to like him again once they get relegated. Which uh, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of coming to grips with, with with the possibility of it. 
No, I don't think so because uh, Veracruz is—they are terrible. And Veracruz. Well, no, no yeah. not 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 this year. I'm just saying uh, maybe maybe next year. I think it, it becomes a realistic possibility. Well, John, uh, Veracruz actually brought back Reynoso, who I think he he's been their bombero. Uh, the team that is actually seems like they really want to get relegated is Jaguares. Jaguares, who yes. haven't even. Right. Haven't, we actually managed to beat them over the weekend. Wow. Now there's. Now there's so talk. In a six pointer, you pulled out the six points. That was big. Yeah. There's talk now that, uh, that Atletico de Madrid might buy the Jaguares franchise and move it to back to San Luis. So there's that. That's too bad because that's a really cool, that is a really cool place. That would be, see, that would be to me, uh, you know, and, and this is where I think that the, the Liga Mekis kind of miss, misses out a little bit. Like the NFL has like destination games, uh, you know, cities where you know fans want to go. Like yes, Miami. San Diego just voted uh, voted against uh, their stadium. Did and, they really? And convention uh, did center. You, did you vote for it? Were, were, or were you in an area where you could have voted for it? Yeah, I don't think I voted for it. Yeah, I didn't. Or you just didn't vote for no, it? No, no, no. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't. It was funny. I'm like, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I don't recall seeing it on the ballot. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we voted for it. I was like, yeah. It's kind of a blur. Oh, so I think it was just maybe just like like in, in uh, whatever the, the San city Diego proper, County. maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, because yeah, I'm in North County. We had some other stuff. But yeah, yeah. No, I, my I, my point I, is, it's is interesting. Is that, you know, they're, you know, you'll watch a game like well, of course they're Cowboy fans everywhere, but you, but you watch a game and then like you know fans will travel to the city. It's like a Staples yeah, Center. Like- Staples Center has the Grammy Museum right there. They got a bunch of shops and right. restaurants, and yeah. yeah, like that's that's the new thing that where the, the new stadiums are being built with all that other stuff. Which, which is what uh, the Chivas uh, Omni Life, uh, el proyecto Chivas, was supposed to have, right? Joel, it was supposed to have all the shops and museums. Uh, museums. Everything. Uh, have you been one? No, have you been? No, no, sir, I haven't. We should go. That, that, you know, we should do that. We should. Uh, we, we, we we should plan a trip to to go to the Jalisco. Go to the Jalisco. Let's do it with some Chivas time, man. Chivas. And I'm down. Yeah, I think that would be fun, and then and then we can go to the Tamalera. See 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 how that. Hey, one, how, field how, trip. <laughs> I'm, maybe in February. I'm thinking it. Joel, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to send you a PM actually. Yes, I just but, thought, you know, I just thought about is, something. If, if there is, uh, I just thought. Of, oh, but if there is a field trip, I think, uh, I think uh, there's already Mexico announced a friendly against Iceland in Las Vegas. That's right. And I have a plenty of Southwest Airlines uh, miles, so, so I can get there. Chiquis might sit this one out since it's Sin oh, City. It's not appropriate, not morally right. Hey, they, <laughs> hey, Cheekies, they serve Dr. Pepper in, in Sin City, too, so you can party down with, with the rest And there's of plenty us. of showers, dude. Just wash it off. <laughs> yeah, you, can, yeah. you can always go outside the strip, you know? You know, I mean, uh, that's funny you mentioned that, Ronnie. Uh, years ago, uh, I was still in the uh, with Barcelona when they were playing for the Champions League. I was in Vegas for a convention, and the only place I could find the, the, the game on because uh, this was, you know, back in the day when soccer was still like on, like it was, they may have been on ESPN after like ESPN two, so just like, and I had to go to a Fado 
was like ten miles off the strip in some one of those weird uh, like like you know casinos on the highway that they have out in Vegas. It was so depressing. You know, just you know, you walk in there, and of course, I don't know what was more depressing—the people that were in there or me walking in there to watch a to watch a soccer game. But uh, yeah, so there's plenty of stuff off the strip there in Vegas as well. Ronnie De Luna, how are you, sir? How's life up in Philadelphia? Uh, very good, very good. Yeah, how's the weather up there? Is it uh, uh, really it, it very mild? Uh, it was uh, raining all day today. It was raining all day here too. I, I like rainy day. It was uh, it was very fitting, I thought, <laughs> for the. But yeah, we need the rain, so we always we always get rain. Ronnie, your 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 initial uh, those set of thoughts. Uh, are you are you optimistic, cautious, or expecting more of the same? Uh, I honestly think that the the Mexican team, I think they'll get a point. I, I, you think so? Yeah, I, I don't think you know. One of the things, if you you know, if you if we look back at the the games that we played in Columbus. For the most part, it's always been one of those, you know, where, you know, Mexico always had to have possession and it was just, you know, possession orientated. Uh, I, I, I think, I think, you know, with Osorio, I think he's going to be a little bit more cautious. Um, and I think, you know, that's not. You think he's going to do the cat and mouse? I have a feeling. I have. The cat and mouse with, with, with the boy, the speed that he would have, it would be, it would make. Dude, the way that, like, say, when Chivas played uh, uh, America in the Estadio Azteca, if he played like that, I think he would have a real legitimate chance of winning that game. Yeah, I mean, the the only the only concern that I have is if he is able to convince, like, you know, what Hoyle has said, you know, when he quotes uh, that coach, what is it, Menotti? Where, yes, Menotti. Where um, if he can convince and he can, you know, convince the group of believing in, in him. Again, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say if you ever really had, you know, the team's confidence. But right, if if if, if they're disciplined, the def, the defense, which I, I still see holes in the defense. Um, yeah, well, that's not going to change. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, and and again, he's you know he's going to send guys back there again that you know that have played one game together. You know. Yeah, and. Uh, Play a three-man line, throw Rafa in the middle, and put uh, Moreno and you know pick somebody on the other side and just let him let him do it. Yeah, and and in, like you know, in the past couple months, you know, like the last month, two months or so, you've had you know ex-coaches like La Volpe and Piojo and other coaches, you know, you know, talk about. And and although it may seem like they're salty, uh, I, in many ways, I think they're right as to what you know Osorio has been trying to you know, and we've talked about this before a lot. That you know, I think Osorio's what he's trying to do and change the entire makeup of the national team. I think it's great if you do that, but you have to start that, you know, in the fifteen in the in the U fifteen uh, uh, teams because I don't want to say that old you know dogs can't learn new tricks, but you know we don't have these players for long periods of time, so just right. I mean, which is what Nestor wanted to do. He wanted every every national team, you know, especially in the youth ranks, to play the same way as possible you know you know this whole Nestor thing like oh Nestor's big plan I mean Nestor Nestor's plan was very simple it was 
it was play as many international tournaments as possible and, and, and hope that we have you know the same continuity from like you said the u15s all the way through the u20 or u23s and they play and they play in the same style you know the same uh, like they're in the same so to speak yeah and then if if they ever may you know then they go off for the close up but when they come back to the national team they know okay this is how we're going to play you know we we have we have a stock cuz we've been playing this since we were 15 there's only you know four of us left, but you know four is plenty on a soccer team. So let's let's go out and do this. Yeah. No. Of course I, they I, they I, fired Nestor, and um, the plan obviously was shelved. Yeah. But that's sh- that's not hard to do. That plan. Right. I mean, it's not it's not like you know Nestor doesn't have to be there for for, for that to be implemented. It's like the simplest thing, yeah. and, and 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 it's one of the things that. Uh, hey, John. Let me. Uh, yes, sir. Let me uh, uh, interrupt. I'm rambling. Hey, I apologize. Hey, no, 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 no. Dan, Dan, is that you on the TV? I'm pretty sure that's Joel. Joel? What? <laughs> Put it on mute, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have. What can you guys hear? Well, it's either him or maybe Fernando or, or Betha, but it's not me. What's okay. the background noise? Is it trumpets? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, the it's like the Chiapas flute. Have you preemptively gone to Plaza Mexico to celebrate the, 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 the win? Those are actually that's, my neighbors. That's my, old, uh, that's my old neighborhood, John. Plaza Mexico? Yeah, man. Let me try actually, to mute, mute that. I, I, went to a, I went to a showing of a spicy soccer one time. Really? Yes. You know, I, when I went to the Chicago game at uh, Soldier of the Gold Cup game in Chicago, and I was walking around and I saw that the Picante guys that were doing their hit, I walked by this guy that was, uh, I forget what the hell he was doing, but he was freaked out that I walked, because I was just walking, you know, outside the stadium, harassing me. I was like, dude, I said, relax. All I'm doing here is walking. I'm walking over to the set. And he goes, he looked at me and goes, oh, poor guy. But it was, uh, it, it was very funny. In retrospect, but 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 Ronnie, you were saying that uh, the uh, continuity is not there. So, d- despite that, do you think that Mexico has will, will have the the stones to to do what has to be done, or do you think he's going to be or 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 is he going to like you said just play for a point? I I think he's going to I think. I mean, if I was him, I'd play for the point because if he doesn't get a point, and if he doesn't get a point, I think, I think the 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 owners, I think they start looking for another coach. Because, like I said, aside from, I mean, the next thing that we really get to do is Copa Copa Confederaciones, which is you know, you know, next year. I I just you know. I, I don't see I don't see you know Osorio you know convincing the fans just with you know with a, a three a win in, in Columbus I don't but I think I think for him to stay or at least you know to stay longer I think he has to get that point in Columbus. I disagree. I think a convincing win will absolutely uh, sway sway some people. At the very least, yeah, I think it'll it'll allow him the continuity. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> it's a big deal. 
to to pull off a win over there. And if Navy does it in, in convincing fashion, uh, for sure it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna go a long ways to you, you know what though that the, the, the seven zero. This this US team is being touted as one of the weakest. It is. Touted <laughs> yeah. in that. A lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of, the, of a lot of the media is, and just knowing how the one of the one of the weakest teams in history. It's like it's like that. It's like uh, media is, you know. It's, it's like in the in the movie The Wedding Singer. It's like cuckoo's nest, cuckoo's nest. Who's saying that? Everybody. Who's everybody? You don't know anybody. You're only five years old. <laughs> so you don't think this is one of the weaker squads? Uh, I don't think John? it is. I'll be honest with you. I haven't, I haven't, uh, you know, uh, meticulously examined the squad. I mean, I saw who would be the starting eleven, and their starting eleven looks like the same starting eleven that they would have. You know, I don't really care about players twelve through or you know, third, fourteen, whatever it is through twenty-three because they ain't going to play. But they, they no longer. They lost. So, uh, they lost Dempsey, who was one of their. That, that's Dempsey. my thing. I guess I, I think what it does right now is that it lacks an obvious star power, and I know that. Pulisic is, is supposed to be the 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 savior at this point, where that he seems to be the most likely guy. If, if to... he if he scores a goal, then it's like it's going to be it's going to be a nightmare for ten years. You know, you understand that, right? I I think they're going to shut him down. Okay. I I think they're going to make a, a, a knowing how he's going to get his. You just have to accept that. He's going to get think his. I think the whole game of the on the field is going to be revolving around making sure he does not. Making sure he doesn't uh, torch us. That's going to be Layun's job, probably. Well, him and somebody else. Yeah. There's got to be. Have he to can't be a do midfielder. it alone. Layun yeah. and Guardado are going to have to. That's it for. And see, that's that's one thing where I'm kind of hoping that that, that he's open minded uh, and and really does pick the guys that look the best uh, in training. Because I, I definitely have my doubts um, that Guardado is up to the task. Maybe it'll be a job for Orbelin. I was thinking Aquino because he's fast. Aquino's not going to play, and Aquino is is terrific defensively. There's no question, but you know, he's hurt. By Jürgen, Jürgen Dam. It's very unfortunate. Uh, now, 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 you know, let's uh, let, let let's not be wet in the bed here. I mean, the U.S. is going to have to contend with a hell of a lot more than just one guy. Because one thing I will say about about this list, and it was. Earlier uh, in previous podcasts, is it, it was either going to be what Joel said, you know, the 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 call up of, you know, the guys that did the other thing because he wants you know at least a little continuity, or he's going to have to call up every big gun he's got. Did and we haven't had. When was the last time the Me- I hate saying when was the last time that Mexico had seen? I'm guilty uh, of it too, this, John. I did it. I did it a bit ago. This squad, yeah, of this this squad. You know, with with Vela and Chicharito and uh, Giovanni and his brother and and the, the 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 fast swingers. I mean, that this is. I don't think we've ever seen you know, this call-up. A list that I think everybody's like. Finally, this is what this is what should have been. This is what should have been in Copa America. I mean, imagine. Of course, the defense would still have been a huge problem. But I mean, at least you know, offensively, you're thinking, "Hey, we actually may have a chance to, you know, to win some games." Here. But, but see, and right now, I think with Salcedo's emergence, I think that that can maybe potentially address that that issue. Part of it, anyway. Can we just, uh, Joel, uh, if you wouldn't mind, can we just you just take a moment and, and think about uh, 
the fact that, that you know, when I was talking about Rafa, Rafa, who's going to play with Rafa? Joel, who is going to replace... <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious, man. Massa was a a solid defender on the national team for 10 good years. Yeah, he was. He, he got a bad rap for for other reasons. But, I mean, we have Salcedo. We have we have Montes. I think those guys can, can slide now, in do there. You th- do you think it would be at some point – I mean, I would like to see Montes and Salcedo, like you said. I, I would love to see them be the guys – as the Confed Cup and be the guys at the World Cup. So wouldn't it behoove? Uh, I, I I guess it was the one guy that, that that should have been on the list, you know, instead of like like Hugo Yala, who. But Montes is is ten times a defender Hugo Yala, and he's only nineteen. Be going to, you know, how, I know that Ronnie, you don't like it when 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 guys go to Europe. Montes could go to. Real Madrid, Barcelona, you know, the absolute top five team potential. And if you have that potential, you've got to, you've got to go see if you can do it. Absolutely agree with that. Uh, Lucas uh, Ayala is, I mean, not Lucas Ayala, but Hugo Ayala is utter trash and should definitely be off the team. He's the cracker. <laughs> Nestor Araujo is going to be starting most likely with uh, Hector Moreno in the back. Ayala can see the pitch. So that'll be a uh, your little prize. Okay, I have I have a little I have a little uh, a little uh, a question, question a little roundtable discussion. What, in your opinion, with not necessarily the talent that we that that, that is or the, the the players that are on right now, but but what would your preferred? I'll be for Mexico. Coil. To think it off, who who my preferred white? What would your preferred formation and and style be for for the national team? I keep it simple. Yeah, four four two. Okay, and 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 the two in the middle are they are they stacked or are they what are or are they next to each other? Well, you know what? I just I haven't seen uh, a consistent team play. So I don't know who works well with each other at this point. Okay. Just because he he's done. But so you much, say four four two. So much rotations that I I don't even know what what two players link up the best. You just don't understand the the method. So you I know you would just won't understand what what works why you won't be able to see what you're, you. No, it's not what I understand. We just haven't seen that continuity to say that you know you should, oh, this this two this this defensive pairing has. Been the most solid right. for Mexico. Yeah, these yeah, two guys play Greek together, so let's not or let's the, not have them play again for the next six games. That's not, that's not how the system works. You're not going to see that because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to see a, a system, not a pair of players that yeah, one of them gets injured. That's, and not, that's not what I'm arguing. The chemistry's gone. What I'm I saying know, but, is that but because it, I haven't that seen that, I can't. Well, well, well Fernando, and, and and he is. This is Joel's uh, ideal formation. Yeah. So let, let's let's yeah. let him let's let him go. Scream a little. You don't have to be so mean. Man, you get on the show and you just start tirando madrazo. Yeah. Man. Just hear Tonterias and I just have to intervene, man. Good, enough, enough with, uh, with uh... He sing he swings blindly. Um Yeah. 
But yeah, no, really? unfortunately, but... I haven't. I haven't. I, and and there's something we talked about in the past, John, where it's like, you know, you could ask a lot of the fans and it would be very difficult if they could tell you what partnerships have been have been working the best for Mexico. Right. So, so you're saying four, four, two, and 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 you want a, a a style of play where guys are know each other, comfortable with each other, and play off each other well. Correct. I understand. All right, uh, Dan. I watched him for how many years? I'm basing it on on this current crop of players that we have now. I would say that any kind of a, a three back line. Because um, just to minimize the – I like the idea of playing with three center backs uh, just to minimize the fact that there are no real good fullbacks. Um, I still think that's the one uh, biggest glaring weakness that the team has, uh, uh, that there's only really one good option there in that position, and he can't play both at the same time anyway. Okay. So I, I would go with so, so you like you like the 5-3-2 the or 3-5-2, however it is? Conservative. <laughs> Or, or um, what's being um, rumored of even a three-four-three to be more, um, a more aggressive side? I, I'd be kind of open to that as well. We just or, don't have the players for that. Being, um, rumored of even a three-four-three to be more, um, a more aggressive side? I, I'd be kind of open to that as well. We just or, don't have the players for that. Being, um, rumored of even a three-four-three to be more, um, a more Someone aggressive side? I, I'd be kind of open to that. As well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Your feedback. The people, the people are complaining. I was joining the chat, and uh, we have Daniel. We do have a, we do have a chat. Oh, it's Daniel! Holy crap! That, that's hilarious. Hey, Daniel, how's it going? Okay. So um, we've heard from Hoed. We've heard from. We've heard from Dan. Chickies, what about you? Chickies, I didn't even introduce you earlier. Good Lord, what a bad host I am. <laughs> Damn, I'm so sorry. Of course, joining us from, from Kyle, Texas, and uh, Albert Gump. Albert, I'm... I think the two center backs are will be a four-man four back line, but uh, I saw Univision just had their uh, projected lineup. And I think I liked it. And Tom, I think, agreed with the same with sort of like diamond up, diamond setup up front with Picharito and uh, Bella and Giovanni, sort of like in a in a diamond. Really? And so the, the 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 dream will finally happen. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of wow. rumors are coming out that Bella's going to be starting. So uh, I think that might be. He a, would be stupid. He would be stupid not to. Yeah, exactly. Those bring up the offense, you know, playing behind Chicharito and and Raúl, and they might. You know, if Bella and Giovanni are called up, they have to play together and they have to start. Because because that chemistry that you're talking about, Joel, they're the only offensive players that seem to have it. <laughs> and and when's so the last time we saw them play what together? Again? About. What, wait, who did who did you say? Bella and Giovanni. Oh. Yeah, and when was the last time we saw them uh, play together? Yeah, so it's it's you know that that's a good pairing that I, I think a lot of us remember seeing in 2011, just how they tore the U.S. apart. 
And, right. and we, we figured that was going to be, uh, you know, our strike force. And then Bella. Yeah, because they were like 19. At the, was, yeah, like 19 at the time. Yeah, so it was like, absolutely. So uh, that's an interesting, uh, so, so you like you like that then, Chiquis, what, uh, what the, the, the possible formation that uh, that was earlier tonight. That that's what you would go with then. Yeah, I like Giovanni bringing up the bringing up the ball and and generating stuff instead of you know being. Like, you know, he has always said that that's his preferred position is is, is to play behind the uh, behind the forward. That's what he likes to do. Let him do it. You know, it's, it, could it could it be that uh, our our friend Juan Carlos Osorio is finally throwing as they say toda la carne en el asador. And you think about it, if they go with a with a more of a counterattacking style. Which is that's what Vela and Giovanni do really well at. That's going to be really scary for them, man. I mean, that's when I think Gio looks the best is when he's out and open and he's got, like, Absolutely. space. Absolutely. And and Vela. Yeah, all, all, yeah, all, all three of them. Okay, so we move on. And uh, we'll go. Fernando, thank you for joining us. Uh, Fernando Regino joining us from Arizona. The question posed, sir, is what out out, out of out of your you know in, in your experience of watching and and the way you think about it and, and and what you've seen. What do you think would be Mexico's preferred formation? And then how how would you play it? Well, um, I will go with the same system that Osorio has been using, una línea de atrás de tres. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know, if you look at the history, you know that that system it's not really who pairs well or who who plays well with who which player is whatever is going through a good and we're talking about the, the about the, the the history of the past year yes it's it's really just the system how it's working and so far in the in, from all these games he only lost one game you know that that right there should tell you that the system's doing very well and i think he should just just stick to the plan and uh and you know sali iba jugar igual and Put the best line Stay the course. Him. Yes, sir. Thousand points line. <laughs> okay. I, I really think that um, uh, Osorio has a lot of variantes. You know, he should send Giovanni to the stands and just put like a, you know, Tecatito, Chicharito, and um, I forgot his name. His name skates me. Raul Jimenez up top. Well, Jimenez is just coming back from an injury, so that he ain't gonna start. And but but he is. He should start over. Giovanni. You know, he's definitely. A, but 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 he didn't play that position. So why would he start over Giovanni? He plays Chicharito's position. He'll, he'll come in for Chicharito about. You know, the or, or or for or for somebody else for Vela probably Osorio, depending on what what they need. Osorio played. Um, well, Vela's a good a great option, but uh, Jimenez played uh, along with Chicharito in the field before under Osorio. So, I, I think he can make it happen again. You're so, so that's the, that that that's that 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 is your ideal plan. Okay, well, I understand. We'll, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, you're uh, you you've been watching the Mexico for since the '90s, so maybe the late '80s. What uh, everything you've seen in your mind say? Well, you know, this is this is when they play the best. It's when they do this. What what is? By the way, I wanted to reiterate yes. that I think they should give up possession, possession of the ball. Make uh, the USA come and attack them. Okay. Duly noted. We'll, we'll write that on the, on the board. <laughs> cool. 
as uh, as uh, as you say before you were interrupted. I honestly, I I like the four four one one. Uh, not you know that having the two forwards not is, well. Yeah, I mean that, that even goes back. That even goes back to or the La Puente. Yeah, 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 La Puente. That even goes back to La Puente and stuff like that. You know, and and that stuff where you don't really have two center forwards. You just have one, and then you want you have the one sitting back. Uh, I mean, really, I mean, you know, the way La Puente used the the team in, in the '99 Confederations Cup, where basically you know you had Blanco who had carte blanche, you know, being able to go from one side of the field to the other side, and 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 assisting. Uh, you know the, the the center forward. Um, I, I I like. I, I just I just like the balance. You know the, the balance of it. Um, if if uh, you know you, you can always talk about going like a four three three or or stuff like that. But I I I I think that uh, you should be balanced both both on the offense and and on the defense. And 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 honestly, I think the best team that I've ever seen. Uh, with with the four four two and and obviously with its variants and stuff like that, I think that the best team that I ever saw with the four four two was the the Boca Juniors of Bianchi in in the early two thousands. Uh, they were a machine, and 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 they kept it simple. They kept it really simple. I mean, um, teams that I recalled that were just just like it's like like clockwork orange. You you knew it was coming, and just the teams couldn't stop it. It was the Ajax team from from the uh, from what ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. Right, uh, I remember that. Yeah, they were terrific. Yeah, yeah, they were very terrific. I mean, you, it, it, it was just like clockwork. You also had you also had um, you also had the, the the Boca, and obviously you know with uh, the Tiki Taka of of uh, of uh, Barcelona, but they were more of a four three three. But I, I I still like I still liked the the the, the four the four four two. And obviously the, the you could go like four one 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 or 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 just change it up a little, but it was still that that back line of four. You know, I've always thought and, and uh, that uh, kind of like Joel and, and, and Dan, well not Joel, but I guess Dan, where ha- having having the the three defenders and then well, thank you very much, and the. Uh, and the, and the, the the three mids and the two the two forwards to me I always I always it's the La Volpe the the fire I, I just I, I can't believe I'm saying it but I think that that's the formation that that is at least seems to fit Mexico the best I think that they they play their best soccer out of that <laughs> the one formation that I haven't really liked at all is is the four three three. I, I don't. Yeah, you have to have some really talented wingers yeah, like, like Mark Overmars' talent to, yeah, to you, run that. Yeah, I mean, you you had to you had to have or, or Dennis Burkamp. You know that then the four three three is is amazing. But if you don't have guys like that, then it's just a slog. It's tough. It just seems like that that like uh, it looks really sexy on paper seeing three forwards, especially with 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 the, with the players that are available right now, but. Seems like it's impossible. The midfield's never able to get him the ball. Well, you know, you know, you know. It, it, you find, it's funny you say that, uh, Dan, because although on paper it wasn't a four-three-three, actually on the, the way they played it, it was a four-three. Uh, it was a four-three-three, 
And I thought they were just a fantastic team, you know, for that one, you know, two year or two years. America under Carrillo when when they won like they went like thirty something games without losing and you know they won the, the championship. You had clever you had clever, you had uh, Piojo, you had uh and and Blanco up in the attack and they did it I mean Jesus, they were offensive too. They they really did a damn good job playing it. So I mean but 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 the thing is if you have the if you have a good team it's it really it, it really can be a sexy you know uh, team you know but you have to have that chemistry and you have to have the players to to, to do it. Oh God, that's fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, throw your throw your train of thought there. Well, it's interesting how everybody has uh, has a different almost a, a different opinion. That's a caller. We have a caller. Is that what that noise was? Yeah. Yes. Tomas. Hey, Tomas. How, how's it going? You doing all right? Doing all right. Um, you live in Chicago, of... right? Yes. Yeah. Are, been, you, are, are you going to go to Columbus? I've been listening. I haven't had the time to call, but uh, I had a little bit of time call today, uh, especially before the eve of the uh, big game. I'm keep it short. Uh, kind of negative, unfortunately. I don't think that uh, game's going to turn out too well for Mexico. Um, I kind of have it uh, played out in my mind that the Mexican players are out to uh, sabotage Osorio. I don't think they they like Osorio. And I don't think they're playing very hard for him, and you know, I don't think they're going to try very very hard to, to to play well. And I think it's going to show on the field, and I can see the USA winning. So they're going to go in the tank to get rid of him? What's that? They're going to go in the tank to get rid of him? I mean, I I can't think of one guy that's 100% pro or maybe Marquez, but Marquez is, you know, he's on his way out. He's just thankful that uh, that he got the gig. Yeah, this guy keeps calling me up. I got to like, I got to support him. Well, he got benched last game, though. Well, Tomas, that's that's an interesting point, and, and thank you again for calling. Uh, I, I did not announce the fact that you have our number, Tomas, is kind of creepy because I didn't announce it. <laughs> oh, I, I just I just asked for it on Twitter. I just asked for it on Twitter. Right oh, now. okay, okay, okay. It's like, yes, I have your number right Don't here. Don't worry, guys. I'm not I'm not the uh, stalker girlfriend guy, every guy. But uh, <laughs> I just asked for it on Twitter. You know, I haven't called in a while. I wanted to again express my negative. Uh, I mean, I hope I'm dropping wrong. A, dropping the, the the cubeta de agua fría on our on our on our happy little show here is what, is, is what you're doing, Tomas. We appreciate it. Though. We appreciate everyone's. Uh... So thank you very much for that. All right, guys. Have a great evening. Hope you know, makes it work well. Have a good one. There, man. An interesting point that Tomas brings up, gentlemen, saying that uh, that the team is uh, that Osorio has lost the locker room so much. The players were like, "Dude, you know, you know, you, you know, we're in Columbus. We're have to, you're making us go to Panama after this. We're gonna make sure that you that that, that the next time we come down for one of these, you ain't gonna be around." John, that was the reason they brought in a motivator. Yeah, who'd they bring in? Another Colombian? I forgot. I forgot his Colombian? name, dude. 
Isn't there supposed to tickle them down there? And now you know, as a Chivas fan, I don't necessarily think that you have you have any 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 any, any basis to complain about mo- about motivators or, or, or head shrinkers. No, but is, isn't that where Chivas players have to go to get their head straight? Isn't that where they get sent? I don't I don't know what's going on over there, John. I've I've that's, disconnected that's a question. bit from you. No, I've I've disconnected. I don't know if you guys saw um that John Oliver show on uh, pyramid schemes. You, and they were. Uh, did you lose from, your your account to Chivas TV? My, I've, I've never had one. But, oh, because of the because uh, only life they have the pyramid scheme the the, the, uh, on scheme. the last week tonight. Yeah, and and they they kind of highlighted uh, Herbalife, which is where Vergara got to start. So it's kind of interesting to I came to yeah. that realization that one of Mexico's most beloved teams is owned by a pyramid scheme company, which is Only Life. Yeah, man. But because of that, your team is is you know positioned to become a Copa MX campeonissimo someday. Well, well you know, well, they, they, I, hate, I hate to break it to you, um, Pern. I, I know you're. They have I know you have a man crush on Nigera, but since Vergara took over, he's he already he's been bankrupt twice. I wouldn't say bankrupt, but he's he's been in need of money twice. Well, isn't uh, does is as Herbalife still the, the the jersey sponsor for LA Galaxy? I, I'm not sure if I believe they are, but but as as Sony Life in in a you know I used to wonder why why it was that Angelica had so much stock. You know, in I'm Chivas starting to think and, well, that and, you have and, a Sony I'm surprised you haven't. I'm surprised you haven't asked us to buy the Omni Life drinks. Buy, I, <laughs> We've been on the show. All you need, yeah, and then all you need is to convince five more people. To sell the product. That's right. Here we got another caller. The man Daniel. We have, we have another caller, Daniel. Another <laughs> Daniel Tocayo. Hi, John. Tocayo, how are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. I uh, I saw your invite on Twitter about your show, and I had to listen, and I had to call in because I got jealous because your buddy called in first. <laughs> This is Daniel Forsey. I I, I uh, I'm, I'm, He has a show on on Friday nights called Forces Fire that I, that I've appeared on occasionally, uh, usually when we talk about Mexico stuff. And he, he uh, Daniel gives me a close, uh, a very a very solid fifteen minutes of, of of talk. So it's good to have you on, Daniel. Daniel is uh, how how are things up there, Daniel? I'm doing all right. Things are fine. You know, I gotta say that um, I have to say Professor Jagu has taught me very well about what goes on with the Liga MX clubs and the national team. So I'd like to think that uh, whatever he has put in my head, I've learned a lot from him. So I just want to give him kudos for that. Oh, well, that's very nice of you, Daniel. Uh, Daniel, uh, from in, in our conversations, I've been able to discern that he is a huge Vucetich fan and a huge Oribe Peralta fan. He, uh... I am. I love the way Peralta plays. I love his desire. I love his technical ability. He is just such a monster on the ball, and uh, I mean, I, how can you not love a guy like that? I know Vela is supposed to be in Chicharito and Los Santos. You know, these guys are great as well. But I just think Oribe Peral, Peral, uh, Peralta has. Uh, I, can I say it? Maybe he's crafty. You know, <clears throat> all IQ. 
Hey, hey Daniel. He, he also, if you notice, he's so great on his Instagram account. You'll notice he's like one of the most handsomest players on the national team. <laughs> well, they, 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 they do call him handsome. <laughs> handsome. Well, so it's I, not surprising. Come on. I, I, exactly. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, how many guys that play on the, how many you know players on the national team they always get the hot girls? You know, they they play for the national team. They play for El Tree. So I mean, why not? You should see Hector Hector Herrera's wife. Now, Daniel is a, Daniel. You're, you're a U.S. fan. What is what is your uh, your how how do you see this game and playing out? Well, I see it. Um, you know, look, I, I I saw Juan Carlos Osorio manage the New York Red Bulls, and I cover the New York Red Bulls for uh, uh, the SB Nation sites. So uh, on their soccer sites, the one the one the Metro sites. So. You know, I'm expecting him to actually maybe throw out a wrinkle or two. I think he's going to surprise Klinsman. Um, I think they're going to score a goal. I, but I think the Eagles are still going to pull it out 2-1. But you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if Osorio he'll come to disrupt what Klinsman's going to do. It could be a draw as well. They might pull out a point there. You never know. But, you know, as of right now, I, I, I'm not uh, sleeping on Mexico at all. Um, this will not be Dos Zero. This, this could be basically 2-1 uh, or draw because Osorio is a wild card right now. He is a caged animal, and he has to, and he has to do something with it. How's, how's he, how is he going to react? Now, you know, Daniel, uh, you uh, obviously follow the U.S. team a little more closely than we do. Hoyle, uh, was it in the uh, – the Mexican press saying that, that, that this was a, a, a weak U.S. team that was called up, or was it in the American papers that were saying that? No, the Mexican uh, press. They, they call it flojito. So they not said it was... Uh, not necessarily weak, but yes, not as not strong the, as other. Yeah. yeah. Is, 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 is that true, Daniel? Is this a team yes. that you're like, you know, they could be stronger? They could be stronger. I mean, he, the truth of the matter is this. Uh, Josie Altidore is definitely a streaky striker. Um, you know, right now he's on a hot streak. Uh, Toronto just beat up New York City FC in the semifinals of the conference, of the Eastern Conference in the MLS Cup playoffs. Oh, the MLS is still going on? Fire right now. But, um, you know, uh, he, he could be streaky. I mean, he could just, either he's got it, or he doesn't. I have a win. Did, did, did Josie score any of those five goals, or did he score a handful of them? Or oh yeah, yeah, he scored it. He scored the. He scored one of the two in the first leg at BMO Field, and then at Yankee Stadium, he scored another one. I know Giovinco got a hat trick out of that one, but I know Josie right. got a goal in the uh, second leg as well. Um, but uh, he also scored in the wild card game against the Philadelphia Union at BMO. So. Uh, like I said, he's he's red hot at the right time, but knowing Joe, which is the exact opposite of Chicharito, who hasn't scored in like six weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. In wow. fact, uh, I can't I can't think of any Mexican player that that has any kind of, at, at least on the goal scoring side, Ayun. I mean, is, is there really anybody that uh, that has been knocking him in lately? Uh huh. I think the answer. Vela. I think the answer there is no. You know, actually, you're right. Vela, he's he's he scored in, in two consecutive weeks. That is as hot. That is as incandescent <laughs> as it gets for Mexico. 
Hey, I got a, but, I got a question um, for Daniel. Yeah. Oh. Well, hey, you know, let's say this. I mean, Pulisic is the up and coming future for the national team. Um, Sasha question who uh, finally got his call up with the, uh, the last two uh, matches in the semifinal round. Well, I know uh, anyone and everyone can beat up some Vincent Grenadines. And of course, uh, you know, him and Pulisic are pretty good coming off the bench in that one. And then um, he got his goal against Trinidad and Tobago. Soccer. He's coming off of a broken nose against Montreal Impact. Uh, I think it was Bernadello or Donadell who gave him a uh, an elbow straight to the schnoz. So uh, he had to come off and was off the field for like 12 straight minutes to try and stop the bleeding. And I think they just said broken nose and like in two or three places. So it's like, you know, he's a bleeder. Got to call in the doctor to keep, uh, to plug the nose up and everything. Hey, but, I got a question um, for you, Daniel. Hey, wait, wait, I, I have another question before. Let me... no, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Fernando, I have, I have speaking, a question. speaking of Osorio, since you, since you're a, a fan of him, and if you listen to this show, most of us on the, uh, on the panel here, uh, you know, either want him gone after this game or, you know, haven't liked his, his play um, as of late, especially Style. in Copa America. But uh, what, what do you, what did you think of his tactics and, and system in the Copa America specifically like the Jamaica game where, you know, they barely got through that. And, and then of course the Chile game. Well, the Chile game, I have to say that I was very shocked to uh, see Mexico not do well in that one. I mean, against Jamaica, I was very surprised they let them hang around because they were up 1-0 and they should have just destroyed them and they didn't. So, um, you know, Osorio had tactics for, I'll say this, Juan Carlos Osorio, you know, as good of a man as he is, and I, you know, he was a nice guy. I met him again uh, when they did the Copa America Centenario draw at the Hammerstein Ballroom in Manhattan. A uh, very nice man, personally. But he can be very, very, uh, you know, hard to like because he'll have tactics for matches at home, and then he'll change his tactics for matches on the road. So when he was the manager for the Red Bulls, he would have, I think, like a 4-4-2 at home at Giant Stadium. And then all of a sudden, he would go to like a 4-5-1 on the road. So, it, I mean, if he goes 4-4-2 all the way, both at the Azteca and on the road, then, you know, he's cured his own issues. But, you know, he can be very, very, uh, you know, hard to like as a manager when he's doing different tactics, depending on who the opponent's going to be. So, you know, I, I didn't blame you guys if, if you want him gone. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know more, and John knows more, who might be the next manager if Osorio does get sacked. But, you know, I'll say this right now. Um, he needs to stick with the formation, and he needs to stick with it throughout the hex. And let's not forget, guys, this is the first time he's managing the, uh, uh, as a national team manager, not as a club manager. So it all depends on what uh, Klinsman might throw at him, and at the same time uh, on the roster because, uh, that he uh, assembled. So... We'll see what happens, but I'll be honest with you. If you're frustrated by Osorio and his tactics, I don't blame you. Yeah, Mexico's a special time, a special type of national team <laughs> for him to take on. <laughs> so, hey, Daniel, I have a question, real quick. So, do you think that Pulisic is going to go the same way of Freddie Adu? 
No. I don't think so. Um, see, here's the thing. And, and this is a shame about Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu, unfortunately, you know, and you can throw in Juan Agadello in there as well. The ego sometimes creeps in at the wrong time. Um, I think Pulisic right now, I don't think he has an ego issue. Um, I think right now he's just taking it one day at a time. And sometimes, you know, when you have friends, you know, you're a big time star as a, you know, big time player. It doesn't matter what league you're in, what you call to play for. Um, I think Freddie Adu's ego and, and his friends or his entourage not helping him, uh, you know, straighten him out. You know, that has always been also an issue as well. Um, I can tell you that when Juan Agadello was going through the youth system of the Red Bulls, uh, there's, uh, uh, there, there've been stories, you know, he's, he's acting too immature for his age. He's got to calm down. He's got to settle himself down. He's got to remember, you can't force yourself, uh, you know, into plays and stuff like that. And that's why unfortunately it didn't work out. You know, I do, I, I do so, think you're onto something, uh, you know, because police did come from, you know, the, uh, you know, las reservas from Dormund. Well, you know, Agudelo and Freddy Adu came from MLS, so you know it was it was you could have seen it that they were going to be a bust. So I I do agree with that that you know since if Pulisic can stay, well, they're going to be a bust where they came from. I mean, there's but you know, there's didn't, um, didn't actually Pulisic, uh, where did Pulisic originate from though? He didn't actually start at Dortmund. Uh, I understood he came from their reserves. Originally from he he's, he's he was born in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So he came through the, uh, how you call it, uh, he was probably in the youth ranks in the uh, AYSO of Hershey, Pennsylvania, probably, and just someone just saw him play, probably came over from Dortmund, they watched him play, and uh, they said to him, come over, and he did. And, you know, it took him a long time just to make it to the uh, senior squad, and he took his time, and look what he's doing now. I know there's other players on Dortmund that are probably either at the same level or maybe a little bit higher. But, uh, you know, Clinton saw what he saw and brought him over. And, uh, you know, he's doing a good job so far. And, uh, you know, he's bringing up the ball. He's scoring. He's assisting. He's doing some good things. And, uh, you know, right now we'll see what happens. But uh, I just have to say that Pulisic so far is doing things the right way. Yeah, I, th yeah, I think he's going to – I think he's I – th I definitely think he's going to be uh... – on on the, on your guys' national team for an awful long time. He, he's definitely a good talent. Though the the one thing that the the one thing that you just worry about about that is just because we've we've had a couple of a uh, couple of gems that didn't exactly pan out. Um, just Giovanni and Bella, they didn't quite exactly you know develop into the players that we we had hoped. I guess. And um, yeah, and a lot of that you, has to do you kind of hope they don't get derailed. That, that... Right, that that right where they 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 were right where Pulisic is. You know, they were kind of getting playing time. Like Giovanni played, not regularly Barcelona, but he played enough to where he was playing. You know, once every two weeks or so for sure. And and Bella was kind of the same way with Arsenal. Made uh, they both made just baffling, uh, and it took them both. Uh, well, Giovanni more than Bella. Uh, what a good, well. But uh, at least a good two years to get you know finally find a spot, and Giovanni it took him you know three or four years. So I mean Giovanni unfortunately missed a lot of the you know, the, the 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 development that uh, that that he should have had.
by by not playing. And then Velak was kind of the same way. You know that that's kind of where Pulisic is right now. You know, it could be that there's a team for him, uh, and you know, and then it could be very tempting. But Pulisic would probably be better off not doing that and just and just sticking with what he's doing because uh, you know Dortmund's a you know I'm a big fan of the Bundesliga. I mean, it is fun to watch. They they played it uh, here uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And those games, uh, teams that I have no idea who's on them or uh, what their names are, but man, they're entertaining. It is an entertaining league, and it's oh, it's, it's a great it place. To watch. I do agree with that. If our players can, it is fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I, I would love it if more Mexican players played in the Bundesliga. Because I think I think it would it would help. It would it would, it would uh, benefit them tremendously. So that's why I said that Pulisic has the upper hand. You know, like uh, he came through Dortmund and developed there. So you know, I I do agree with his Daniel's assessment that. He might be a little bit different than Freddie Adu bust and Agudelo bust. I also had a question. Uh, so, Dan, for, you're from uh, my tocayo. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm curious. Jordan Morris has been um, dropped. Um, was he just going to be playing a bit part, or is his absence going to be felt? No, that's an injury. He was dropped because of injury. He uh, he suffered a. Uh, I think a slight pull in the hamstring uh, in the playoffs against FC Dallas in the second leg. He was subbed out at halftime. So he's only dropped because of a of a muscle pull. But um, that's why they brought over Alan Gordon, because it's more for, you know, veteran leadership and stuff like that. Um, but George Morris, you know, this kid has basically just shot himself onto the scene out of nowhere because when – you know, you saw the match against uh, Mexico, the friendly in San Antonio um, at the Alamo Dome. Uh, you know, Klinsman uh, was at Stanford University, and uh, that's where they're doing World Cup qualifying prepping over there. And you just saw Jordan Morris uh, with, the, with uh, the Stanford University team, and all of a sudden, there he is. Uh, the first co- the first college player to score a goal uh, for the national team and uh, for the senior side came in as a second half uh, sub and uh, there he is and you know the rest is history. Hey John, we so got would he have been a starter? Would it, would he have been a starter then, uh, Daniel? If he would have if he would have uh, been been match fit? Come off the bench. I, I think he would have come off the bench. I don't think he would have started. I think he would have come off the bench because. Uh, you know, Bobby Wood is also plays in the Bundesliga, so uh, you would have seen Altador and Bobby Wood up top. You probably will see them both up top uh, starting the match. Right. You probably seen George Morris uh, well, uh Thank you so much for 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 joining us. We really appreciate uh, the insight that you provide, especially about the Osorio stuff. That was uh, that was very interesting, and uh, you know, it's always a a pleasure to appear on your show. And for you folks that. Uh, Want to listen to a really good podcast? I do recommend that you listen to uh, Daniel's show Friday nights, uh, Forest Sense Fire. Daniel, are you available on iTunes yet? Uh, I'm already on iTunes. I've been on I've been on iTunes uh, ever since I was able to put in. So it's, every show is uh, on iTunes. And let me just say, guys, John is a pleasure to work with. You have it so lucky to work with a guy like John. You know, I'm lucky to have John on speed dial whenever I need him. I'm blushing. You're embarrassing me. Yeah, face better be red, John, because I'm going to give you all the plaudits you want. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. All guys. right. Bye. Wow, that's what he Thanks, said. Thanks, Daniel.
Hey, we got we got uh, Sergio from Pancho Villa's army on the line. Oh, Sergio up. from Pancho Villa's army. Sergio, how are you? Are you in Columbus? No, no, no. I'm uh, I'm in Texas, man. We'll probably be out there uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, you live in Austin, right? I do. I do. Best city in the world. Yeah, I, I live actually. Uh, uh, Cheekies lives over in Kyle, and I live in Lakeway. So uh, good to have you on, man. It's a pleasure. Uh, what uh, what uh, what's on your mind tonight? Sergio. No, nothing. Just we just called in to chit chat, say hello, um, love what you guys do. So just uh, figured I'd call in uh, and uh, tell everybody that uh, you know I can't pronounce the name. Poliski or what's his name? How you pronounce it? Polisic. Polisic. Okay, yeah, he's good, dude, but he's no Chofi. So you guys need to like just settle down because Chofi's going to dominate uh, again in the next couple of years. No, well, I mean, so, uh, you're a, so you're, are you a TV star? Is that is that is that what you're saying? What's that? Are you a TV star? Oh no, no, I'm not a TV star, dude. I'm actually an Americanista, but I'm just joking. Oh, oh wow, overhyped. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for it too. Man. Tell tell us about uh, about uh, about Pancho Villa's army's uh, presence in, in in Columbus. What do you guys have planned? Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be small, um, unfortunately. Um, but you know that's the way that's the way it goes. Uh, we're gonna be there. We're gonna party at um, Casuelas. Well, now, well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Now, you're saying small, but it's a twenty thousand seat stadium. So is it like small because because you, you didn't have uh, the the ability to, to to bring a lot of people, or just a lot of people just aren't showing up? It, it's small because we didn't have the ability to bring a lot of people. We did not get a section like we usually do at uh, some of these games. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. So we aren't traveling as a group. Um, we probably have about, from what I can tell, you know, just rough estimates, maybe about 100 people um, just from different member um, groups that are going um, that will link up there somehow. And they won't sit together, but we'll probably all party together at uh, Casuelo's Grill, uh, have a couple of beers, and then head out to the game. You know, year, uh, about 10 years ago, I went to Columbus for – I was working a college football game there that Texas uh, – when Texas went there, and our tradition before we went to do the game was we'd go have, uh, you know, you know Mexican breakfast or, or, you know, at some point we'd have a, a Mexican meal at a, one of the local Mexican restaurants for the game. And uh, <clears throat> Alistair and I would go to this place. I can't remember what it was called. It's a long time ago. But <laughs> he ordered <laughs> – he ordered Carlo de Res, and he got a can of of Wolf Brand chili that was that was liquefied in a blender. <laughs> I hope it's not the same place, or I hope they shut down because that's a sin. Lived there, so now there's a few. Yeah. So, so basically, there's... my understanding is they didn't. Yeah, they didn't give you guys a section um, in the stadium. Which is sort of, yeah. I guess, what they wanted, right? They didn't want you guys to come in and invade and, and make them look bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if it's about making them look bad. I think it was just about, uh, you know, they want to have a pro-U.S. crowd. They know that we'd show up. Um, you know, I, I, from talking to people, Mexican fans are buying AO tickets right now. You know, they're they're buying them at whatever price. Um, I'm seeing some crazy figures out there, three, well, four, five hundred dollars. Uh, in Columbus, it always ends up being like about a about a sixty five thirty five or about sixty forty split. Yeah, but you know, fans fans. I think they also have to purchase a crew membership, right? So, that, whatever that means, I don't know if that's like. Tickets. Well, I'm sure that when you buy the tickets from the uh, the ticket agencies, I'm sure that that has been priced in. 
Yeah, right, exactly. I think, so. I, think, I think that's been priced. Yeah. I think like their their main resellers that sell Columbus free tickets get like first dibs. AO got like eight thousand tickets, I think. Um, and then some of the towers um, probably get some as well for those VIP packages. That I think didn't sell out. They had some like four thousand dollar VIP packages to like hang out with the US team and stuff like that. So I think those were um, left over. In fact, I'm, I'm being told that there's like a couple of tickets on Ticketmaster on sale that just got dropped. Um, about an hour ago. So if anybody wants to, there's some tickets on online right now. Yeah, I did see that earlier on Twitter. That the, I mean, it was actually early today that the, they had released some tickets on the. Uh, oh, okay. For and folks could buy them at face value. <clears throat> Excuse me, whatever that is. Now, Sergio, you would live here in Austin, but do you, now, do you have like different factions of of, of Montreal's army in different cities, or or, or how, how how do you run your organization? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's about 30 chapters um, U.S. wide. Um, probably about a thousand members total um, if you combine them all. Um, so yeah, you know we have chapters all over the U.S. We get together, what, do watch parties. Um, you know the, the the group is just growing and little by little. And um, one of the coolest things that we've done um, so far, I think this year, is that we traveled to um, Canada. So it's the first time we we've traveled internationally, um, which was amazing. There's about 200 of us that went to Canada. Great. Did that not make you sad when Canada didn't make the the hex that you that we weren't going to get to go to Vancouver again? <laughs> That was the biggest like, we had, man. Everybody was like, "We want to go back." Go to San Pedro Sula. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sergio, quick question: Were, were you at uh, that game, Mexico versus Canada, uh, Jamaica? What's that? Was, uh, were you at that game, uh, Mexico versus Jamaica, uh, this summer? In LA. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm okay. not. Um, uh, my buddy Rich was the guy from Phoenix. He he was at that game. Oh, okay. All right. Well, because I met a, a bunch of um, a bunch of Villas, uh, people there when I was there, and I was wondering if I was I was trying to remember if I can put a name to that face or a face to that name. Well, I guess he went there, so it doesn't. Oh uh, man, if you would have seen me, you would have been like, "Man, that's a good-looking guy." You know, <laughs> you 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 would remember me. No. But but not as good as uh, Oribe. No. <laughs> not as good looking as Oribe, right? Oh no, that guy's at a muscle, dude. You can't yeah, you can't talk that. Muscle. But uh, but yeah, no, I wasn't at that game. But we did have a lot of people there. I think we had like um like six hundred or something. Um, so yeah, we had a, we had a bunch of people at that game. So you know the uh, the, uh, the 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 national team announced this week that they're going to play Iceland in Vegas. So that 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 would seem to be a, a pretty good place to. Uh, Pancho Villa, Pachanga. Oh man, um, you have no idea. Back in February, you know, gotten in the last twenty-four hours, tickets are on sale already. Um, we're selling them uh, to, to to people already. Um, I think we've already sold about a third of them. Um, we have about five hundred, uh, so we have about maybe three hundred, three fifty left. Um, everybody is ready to go to Las Vegas and just throw down. So we're gonna we're gonna invade Las Vegas in a good time. Are you guys like taking off right. from here, from Phoenix, like with a bus or something? Like, I'll put a bunch of Villa guys or no? Like no, no. Right now we, we kind of ride just travels on their own. Um, we're not that. Hey, uh, you get a whole bus from each city. Uh, but yeah. Fernando, what do they call that highway between Phoenix and Vegas? Isn't it like the Highway of Death or something like that? And there's some nickname for that for that road. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's a 60. I mean, the 95. But it's like, it's like like a lot of people die on it. Like 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 oh, you don't want to be on that at night. It's like. 
you know. You know I've never been scared when I drove to that. I've done it many times and I drove it doing, going 90 to 100 and I've been fine. I don't know why people, stupid people die there. No, no, it's not, it's not, it wasn't a way. It was, it was actually Mexicanos from Phoenix were like, oh, no, that, that's, that's the highway of death. You don't want to be on that. It's like. <laughs> You're probably anyway. mistaking the one, La, La, La Rumorosa from Mexicali. That's the one I always hear that's like scary. Yeah, I, I will say that uh, PVA is. You guys have announced that you guys are going to Mexico in uh, for the Costa Rica game and then in the U.S. game. Uh, I plan to be there for the U.S. game, um, so I'll, I'll hopefully meet up with you guys. Maybe not stay like with your uh, with at your hotel and all that because I got some family I'll probably be with. But that's that should be a great time. Right. And glad to see you guys are, uh, you know, meeting up and and doing everything down there in Mexico. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, man, we're excited. That's that's the other thing we're 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 kind of excited about is traveling to Mexico for the first time. So we're gonna hit up Azteca, throw some great parties. Um, in fact, I'll uh, just keep keep uh, tabs on the information. Do you think you'll be able to find a Mexican food restaurant in Mexico City? <laughs> I heard there's like one or two good ones, so we'll, yeah. we'll you know where those are at. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Sergio, before we before we let you go, what uh, what what is your prediction for the game? Well, well, actually, I'll, I'll ask you two questions. You can answer it two ways. Okay. What does your heart tell you, and what does your head tell you? My heart tells me it's going to be two zero in the 89th minute. Chicharito's going to get a PK, and he's going to miss it on purpose. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that'll be some sweet okay. revenge. All yeah. right, and what is that? What does your what does your head tell you? My head tells me it's going to be one one. So you think it's going to be draw? Ronnie said he thought it was going to be a draw too. So uh, we'll 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 put you in the uh, in, in the draw category then. So yeah. I have a question for all of you guys. Next, I don't think the teams will will risk it, and if they come out with a one one draw, they'll both be happy and walk away. No, I well I don't know about that. I think that you know, uh, I mean, obviously Mexico will be happy. Osorio would be thrilled, but you know, the U.S. is going to see that as hey, we we just drop points at home, and you know that's that would be a terrible result for them. Terrible result for them, sure. but uh, I think it would be a terrible result for the U.S. But I think Mexico scores first, and I think the U.S. will fight back and tie it. And and you know, you know that that could have happened in 2009. Okay. If I remember, like in the third minute, Giovanni had a chance, and he and he and he kicked it okay, but he kind of miskicked it. And Tim Howard made this incredible reflex save, and who knows how the how you know how the whole Sven Goran Eriksson era would have would have gone had that goal had that goal gone had that ball gone into the net. Well, hey, that was my question that I was going to ask. Do you guys think the uh, draw will save Osorio's job? Absolutely. I think that, you know, we, we talked, well, we've talked about this many times and like, like what, what's the minimum number of points? And I think that we all agree that two uh, would be, would, 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 would definitely, uh, if he gets zero, he's gone. One, I think would be okay as long as it's Panama one. But, uh, but two, but, but, but I think two is, uh, is an absolute, uh, that that is definitely his uh, his his safe place if if he can get the two. Hey guys, uh, I, I'm gonna let you guys go. It's midnight, so I'm gonna go go head off to bed. But I uh, appreciate the the time. So I'll talk to you guys later. Yep. No, thank you, Sergio. We appreciate you uh, hopping on, and uh, we you know we appreciate the uh, the work that the Pancho Villas Army's done. It's 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 it has been tremendous to watch it grow over over, over the past uh, five or six years. So congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah I, I concur, man. Well, thank you very much. That was uh, Sergio from uh, Pancho Villas Army, who lives here in Austin, along with uh, Chiki Sinai. We live in the in the greater Austin area, sharing his thoughts on the on the uh, on the uh, the upcoming 
soccer match between the U.S. and Mexico. It'll be played in Columbus uh, Friday night, I believe, at 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, and maybe, maybe even be. I think that that's. I think that that's right. Well, check your local listings. It'll be on BBC and also on uh, on FS1 if you want to watch it. Starts at five here on in Arizona. Well, you're in Arizona. We're taught with this is the this the only time zone that people care about is the Central Time Zone. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. We love all time zones here at the Los Acero Football Podcast. Well, gentlemen, I think that, that it's time. Uh, you know, before we. Uh, the next in our in our last segment, uh, you know we have we have to talk Chivas. I think that it's 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 the only thing that we need to do before we before we get into the uh, before we get into the picks because uh, they're, they're it looks like they're going to be in the Liguilla. But there was a statistic. That out of out of the 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 seven teams that are with them in the Liguilla. Chivas has played them all already, and out of those seven games, they have they have been able to accumulate. Just against Can America. Be... Yep, everyone else, not so much. So, how does that, how how is uh, how, how does that make you feel, Juan? Is that uh, well? There is there just... is. There is a chance they meet America in in the, you know, if, if in the quarterfinals. Yeah, if the standings stay. So I mean, that'd be good if we could finish finish giving them their centenary presence. Ah, uh, so uh, you want to give them a, a nice uh, centenary smackdown? Yeah, it'll be the the trifecta. So, uh, but but uh, yeah, not surprised, John. Not surprised. Do you uh, do you do you set your self-loathing aside when you watch a Super Clasico? Do you tonight 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 I'm Chivas fan, and you and you and you watch the game, and you <laughs> you put on your red and white shirt, and no, actually I don't wear the. I feel if I wear it, I jinx the team. So I don't. So yeah. I don't. Do still, I never do wear still, the, the jersey. dog on the America jersey, or that one. That jersey's long gone, John. Why, man? The one that has really? Omni Life on it. And the one that has what? Omni Life on it. Omni Life? Oh, no, that, that was back, Atlas. Back to the pyramid scheme, John. That's what we <laughs> talked about. I, you know, no, it was really eye-opening seeing that documentary because Vergara actually. Well, it wasn't documentary, but Vergara uh, actually did work at Herbalife, so that's where he got his. You know, he got his star, he got his idea. So it was pretty, like, you know, it dawned on me. Chivas, Chivas is owned by a pyramid scheme company. And Why do you care where the money comes from as long as your your well, team has the most expensive team in, in but the Now, guys, you, 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 you're not good at paying attention. I already told you they've gone, they've gone like bankrupt twice. Okay. And I, right it, now, doesn't it, it, the fact that... Chivas right now is the most expensive team in Mexico right now. It doesn't matter if, if they don't win anything. It, and Right. And, John, as I was saying, we were talking about this. Uh, we've chatted about this before. They already got uh, a Copa MX. They're winning stuff. I do think there's possibility Slim might come down. Because uh, the only, only thing I've seen Nigera do is accumulate uh, even more debt 
that. So I do think this this third tercera es la vencida. This third time the the team crashes, I, I don't think Vergara will be able to recover. So. But what if you know Chivas beats America in La Liga? That doesn't matter, Per. Would it save so, the, uh, the season for you? No, it. <laughs> Look. Imagine beating them three times in a row. Pern. Yeah, it, it's nice beating America, but if I have to choose between winning a Clásico or a Campeonato, I'll, t- I'll go with the league all the time. Well, they have a pretty good chance at winning it. But, you know, Monterrey might... might good chance you... you you did it. Monterrey you is here. on the outside looking in. They're not even. They're not even. They're not even in the in, in the zone. I like. I, I like how John said that of all the teams going to Ligia, Chivas has only got gotten three points, and then Fern says that Chivas has a good chance of winning it. I, I don't know how. Well, it goes back to what uh, what, what uh, Chiki said. Said after the Clásico, said they have three games coming up, and he says if they get if they get more than three points, I would be shocked. And he was dead right. They they won the one game they were supposed to win, and they they played Toluca and Tigres and lost both. Yeah, but I, but I, I I'm very curious how Pern you know calculates how he comes to his conclusions. <laughs> well, he he talks to the he unicorn. Defies all logic. <laughs> he forgot that uh, Monterrey got eliminated by Isn't that eliminated yet? Out of out of It was awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that. I don't the first Panamanian team to ever, ever win in Mexico and the first Panamanian team to, I believe, ever, ever qualify for the for this new format. Oh, and, and they beat Monterrey twice. They beat them in, 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 in the Tamalera and at the Romel uh, hey, I, think, I think if there is a perfect candidate to win the whole thing, it was uh, Arab Unido. They have a really good team. A lot of them just <laughs> been the national team. You know what I would have, if Hugo Sanchez was here, you know what he would say to you, Pern? Vergonzado. <laughs> yeah. Just have to stop. Just have to stop. <laughs> so, you know, uh, before we jump back into the whole Dos Acero thing, just uh, one, one quick note. So there's, the, the league is taking a week off. There's one, there's one week left. My, my Pumas are doing their best to, 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 to miss out on, on, on the, uh, on the Ligia right now, they're, they're hanging on by a friend. They have to go to the to the to the blue toilet in in, in Puebla, take on uh, <laughs> to take on the Franja. Hopefully, they'll they'll work it out. But 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 if they make it, tradition the traditionalist that I am uh, in uh, when it comes to Liga MX, the teams that are in the tournament. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, uh, other than not having Cruz Azul in, nice matchups. Some pretty pretty solid teams. We have, uh, we have well, other than you, know, we have Pachuca. And then there's Tijuana, which is like the you know the the new money team. Everybody else or, or the old guard. It's it's Necaxa and America and Guadalajara and Tigres and and Pumas. It's uh, it it should be a lot of fun. It, it could also be it could also be the showcase for for the candidates to take over the national team. Should should Osorio not do That's good. right. And and I we, when uh, when when Tigres had, wins the title, then it'll be Tuca's time had, to, to say. Yeah, we recently had Tuca, and he threw about him saying um saying how with the squad that he had at Mon- at Tigres, he should 
they should be more offensive. And uh, I don't know, Ferretti fire back, calling him uh, Osiconcito. <laughs> which, which, you know, and this is the interesting thing. Uh, then they try to bait. Yeah, and this. They try to bait. No, le voy a discutir con usted. <laughs> they try to get Piojo, you know, to, to fire back, but he he was very diplomatic. I mean, he, you know. He yeah, did he, did he say? No, le voy a discutir con usted. Or, y usted no me va a decir qué carajo tengo que hacer. No, no, but I do think it's part. It's been the whole part of it of, of where they're grooming them in case they do need them back. So they need them to be. He less, did just sign a great big contract, to like to take him to twenty twenty uh, as, as the Tigres coach, which you know. But hey, you know, Tuca, take take a year and a half off. We'll do that national team thing. You know, come back in twenty in twenty eighteen, and you can do your last two years with us. That's that's a lot of faith in Tuca, man. I I, I like him as a coach, but I think Tigres should have changed a while back. You know, I I agree. I think, he's I think one, on he's some one. level, he's he's holding them back. Dare you, sir? How dare you, <laughs> Tuca? Like that? You know, the one thing I'll say about Tuca is. Uh, you know, he, you know, kind of like the uh, fans and the Rayado fans, Monterrey wins a whole bunch of stuff. They name a street after after Bucetich in Monterrey. You know, Tuca's won them two, two titles. Been there. Incarnation. I mean, and that that, that uh, fan base, they're so starved for chance, so starved for championships that, you know, that, that they'll be willing to put up with uh, – so in the the less successful seasons, as long as because they hadn't had that in thirty years. I mean, it was it was it was a big big deal for for Tigres to get that championship. When Tuca got and he got him another one. It's been uh, anywhere. Uh, you know, I would like to see him at Cruz Azul. He actually, you know what? That would actually be interesting. Because they're, the they're like a sleeping giant. Yeah, they, they are definitely a sleeping giant. Okay, gentlemen, we got ten minutes left. Um, let's uh, let's let's jump back into this whole uh, Columbus game. We heard we heard Daniel talking about uh, the guys are going to be playing. Bobby Wood up top with with Josie out the door. Uh, you know, Bobby Wood's more of a speed guy. You know, Josie is uh, you know a, a big forward that can he can. Cause some damage. Uh, Mexico's back line is not going to be the strongest, especially if it's going to be the guys that uh, that uh, Chiki said were going to be back there. Who was the Chiki's? Was it Araujo and, and Moreno? Yeah, that's what Univision is saying. But I've also heard so, uh, you know, Alanis is a big guy, isn't he? I've heard his name come up as well. Well, so Sado's swole, man. But he's sort of short, though. I think they're looking for a set piece defense, like taller guys. Yeah, and it's 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 one of the reasons also where I've read that 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 is uh, you know Vela is is has been obviously been playing lights out in practice. Yeah, and and Osorio was thinking that he might have you might have to do Jimenez just because he wants some height because you know that's you know certainly not not as much offensively against the US as you do defensively. So when it's probably you know kind of like 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 Saguino when he would. You remember that game and was it in the World Cup against Norway? 
gigantic forward that uh, Norway had was a guy the Yostin Flo who was like six eight. Do and they could do anything with him, and they finally made the adjustment in the second half where Saginho had to cover him on corner kicks. Get any just anywhere close to headers with him. And so you know, obviously Hyde is going to be a concern for him. So maybe that will bring all but, over. But you over know, John, o- overall Mexico's height has improved, and it they have a lot of players now that are also, six feet. Also, I don't think the U.S. team is all that big. Am, am I wrong? No, I mean yeah. you guys might be right. Hey, size no, doesn't I, matter, man. Be, before me, man. before they would they would tower over over the squad, but but you see the majority of players. Um, you know, even Ochoa is six feet. Uh, Herrera, um, Omar you know, Reyes, um, uh, Jimenez. All of those guys are at six feet or even taller. And can I just say that for the for the first time in you know at least since I've started really paying attention to this stuff that the that the FMF finally figured out that when they have these games like this don't fly the team them don't fly the players to Mexico City and then they do two things and then fly six hours to wherever the hell it is that they have to go send them to the destination and then and then meet them there don't make them travel you know only make them travel ten hours don't make them travel twenty. So, so kudos to to the FMF for finally figuring that out. Maybe, maybe one day they'll charter a plane where they can bring everybody over on the same plane. That way, they don't have to. They can just uh, have them all come to the same spot. It would. Uh, I mean, why have all that money if you're not going to at least do a, a little investing in, in 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 your product? And that is certainly one way, especially if the if the base of your team is is playing over there. Make sure that you have to get them get them here as fresh as possible. Well, I think that's a positive. And I cannot believe it took it. The question: Do you think that that was an Osorio decision, or do you think that was a Banos decision? Joel, what do you think? It, who knows? It could have came from anywhere, John. Uh, yeah. But Televisa had to approve it because, you know, you you one of the reasons they went to Mexico City, they could film commercials. Anything. Or make yeah interviews or shoot promos, so they bypass some of that money. Uh, they put the result first. So uh, if it did you know, come from Osorio, hey, kudos to him. Um, and I'll ask you this because I know how you feel about a certain player. Now we talked about how uh, you know uh, Daniel your Tokayo talked about the. Uh, is on a hot streak. There, there's a player on the Mexican national team that's on a hot streak right now too. And that's Marco Fabian. He's had a, a really good season so far at uh, at Frankfurt. Does he play? Does he start? Or does he play? Or, or is he going to stay on the bench in this game? I think it all depends on how he's looking in practice. Uh, if if we were just basing it on current form, you'd say that he should probably at minimum, be coming off the bench. I think he's done enough consistently, at least this uh, first part of the season, that it's definitely, you know, he's the engine of that team. He is, yeah. He, he really uh, kind of, uh, they've kind of given him the opportunity to, to carry the team a little bit, and, he, and he's responding, which is which is even better. And clever. I mean, he looked like, de- um, like, like, like Demo on, on one of the plays from over the weekend where he just uh, oh. did it, like, passed it with his heel. Oh, yeah. it was beautiful. 
It's really cool. Absolutely beautiful. So, so you're, uh, you're, 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 you're okay with Fabian then you, 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 you like the way that he's, uh, he's responded. So I'm okay that, to admit uh, that, that he's, 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 ab- he's absolutely proving me wrong so far. And I'm, 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 I'm happy to be proven wrong. You, 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 you humbly accept your, your, your wrongfulness. Well, I'm still skeptical on that. I mean, he still has got to put in a good season to, to like to a consistent season to say, I'm like, all right, he's definitely like now because I don't know, you know, he, 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 he has, he has been known to be streaky. So, but, but for right now, um, what he's done, he absolutely deserves it. I think. Now, now Joel, you and you and Mark Marquito are tight. So what, 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 to what do you attribute this, uh, this change in him? And in his uh, to the game, is it a change of scenery? Is it perhaps that maybe the uh, the libations in Germany are a little more to his liking, and he just kind of likes living there? A combination of, of, of a variety of factors, or, or, or something else entirely? You know, I, maybe maybe the coach too. Maybe he's not a beer guy, more of a whiskey guy, and they don't have that. Much. <laughs> it was it was ah. it was mental as well because he. He, uh, it affected him right after the Olympics. He was doing really good. Uh, there was even that one friendly where Chivas played against Barcelona, and he had a really right, great match. A great goal. Yeah. yeah, so he was really at the top, and you know, he thought Chivas was holding him back because uh, they didn't let him. You know, they. Now let me ask you, Joel, as a Chivas fan, when a guy like like Marquito starts doing well, does that do you, do you swell with pride? I mean, he came he came out of the Chivas system. No, obviously, obviously, John, but but you know he, I guess that messed with him mentally. So I think that's that's when you saw him being sent out to Cruz Azul and then he returned and he was just he was just having a difficult time. But I, I think that once he was able to go, once he was able to go abroad. Uh, you know, he's slowly coming back to his, to where he was at. But, but I think it was in him. It was just sometimes the mental aspect. Well, here's, he here's really... something that I know that happened to him uh, with, uh, is, is it still Kovac? That's the coach over there uh, at Frankfurt, the, the Croatian guy. Same one. Yep. The one that coached. The one that okay, so last year was when racist. he comes in, he, he just, yeah, exactly. He just totally broke him down like to nothing. But you know what? He's built them back up. Marquitos responded to that. Yeah, I know that because like, I've been on the boards um, on on his thread, and there is a lot of hate for the coach still. But like, yeah, he's she's proving him wrong. I'm like, I don't know if he's proving him wrong, or maybe he just pushed the right buttons. Yeah, he lit a fire under his ass. You know, you would think that the coach because... would understand how to how to how to get to Mexicans after. After he provoked them, after he provoked them in in, in the World Cup in 2014, <laughs> that's, a good point. Hey, that's a really good maybe, point. Maybe this is how I need to get to these guys. But and also the way the team is not just him, you know, the whole team as a whole is playing really well. They're they're really high up in the table. So I mean, the it, it, sometimes it's kind of funny just how um, knee jerky and and just some of the assumptions that people make when, uh, with, 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 with the coaches making their decisions, you know, sometimes our, our guys just aren't playing good enough to, to, to be on the field and, and the competition and some, on some of these teams, is, it's going to be fierce. Yep. 
Well, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully, Marco at least gets some minutes in the. Uh, I think that he would definitely. You know, he's going to have no shortage of of, of weapons uh, that are available is to there, him. Is Marco? Is there a particular formation that suits him the best? You know, I think that he's uh, he honestly would probably play where where Giovanni would play. His best, given the opportunity to roam, I think that he needs like like then like the formation that Ronnie was talking about earlier, where where Demo could go from side to side and just have the complete and utter independence to 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 to, to do whatever he thought that was prudent at the time. That that's where I think where my more Mark and Giovanni both uh, need need to play. But it's not just Marco. I mean, he is going to have Lozano available. He's going to have Tecatito. Menes, if he doesn't play, uh, if he doesn't start. And then, or if Vela, if he doesn't start, you know, he, uh, you know, for, for Mexico fans, that, that that's the one thing in the back of their mind is say, hey, you know what, you know, every time we go to Columbus. And in the midfield, too. I mean, Jonathan and, uh, and Herrera, if he's on top of his game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Jonathan would be would you know he's a he he can control the game just as well as anybody in the in the world. Practice sometimes he's he's a very talented midfielder. And uh, question that, uh, that 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 if he's yeah, so th- this is a very strong team. This is you know every time Mexico goes at least the past was uh, on the Columbus they've been in complete disarray. And I don't think that that's the case this time around. I mean, I'm well, you know we barring obviously the, what happened this yeah. summer. But uh, you know, I, I think that there's there, there's a newfound uh, I want to say harmony, but but it seems like 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 the player like the players like you know why can't we win this game? You know, it's not like you know it's not like we're playing you know Brazil seventy here. I mean, you know, they, yes, we're playing, someone you, we're our, was it was it one of the callers who had mentioned uh, or or one or one of you guys who had mentioned that he had lost the locker room? I'm I'm not totally sure about that. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that either. I think that that's something that we talked about earlier, and uh, you know, maybe I think that was Tomas in Chicago that had mentioned that that uh, it could be. I also believe he lost the locker room, guys. That, uh, I I brought it I brought it up before. Do you think that he's been able to get it back, or do you think that this is his last like, well, like this the, is his last chance? Well, this is going to be the interesting thing because uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time they're they're they've been together since that Sieta Cero. Right. At least for yeah, the you're, you're right. And it's like, seems like awkward, right? It's going to be kind of awkward. But you know what, you... though? I, th- this team is not going to tank it, man. Well, I mean, you do have, like, like something, that, and I've said it a, a bunch of times already, you have a core group of players that they're going into their third and fourth World Cups. And they might not like Osorio's rotaciones. They might not be cool with it. And and if they could get rid of him, and they know, they know if at the start of the hex is 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 the perfect time if if, if that's going to happen. This is also the same the same group of players that nearly missed out on the World Cup. They're not exactly. they're not going to want to be in that position again. They're not going to want to be in that position again. Well, but that's a, that's that's the thing when you when you lose like seven zero, and there's no confidence in the coach, and, and but as, you don't as, like. As you don't players, like the though, rotation they, thing. As players, though, they, they have to think, you know, I have to be loyal with whoever's here. I got to try as hard as I can with whoever's here. They, I, yeah, I, but it doesn't, I, I, it doesn't normally, you know, it, it's still, because, we see it, we see it time and again where, where. Aside from the 7-0, this, this is still 
a really really talented team, probably arguably one of the most strongest call-ups that we've we've seen. And so there's there's a there's a strong chance that they can pull it off. Uh, and <clears throat> based on interviews, it doesn't seem that Osorio is going to. I think Osorio is going to try to win. No, Osorio um, wants to win. I'm saying the players. They they well, might be like, we we don't like. I don't want to do all this traveling. Have a great game, and then he benches me because you know. I, I don't think that's going to be, you know, just looking at, at, at who's who's on that list. I think that they're looking at everybody like, you know, if you turn your shoulder, it's like, dude, it's, if one of those guys benches you, dude, it, you know, like you can't really fault anyone. You know, it's they're all they're all they're all equally deserving, I think, most of them anyway. But and and I didn't really want to bring this up too much and I and I don't want to dwell on it at all, but. Uh, having uh, current events with the whole election, I don't think I think there's even more pressure on the players that to perform. Hey, um, hey, hey, but but keep keep this in mind. Going to the two friendlies before the hex, how many players got injured or or got out of the list? Yes, I, I, I get it, but this is a different game, and these are different circumstances. Well, you know, like you said, this is the first time that they've been together since then, and you know, maybe he, maybe he, maybe he's someone that he addressed. I mean, we have no idea what happened. I mean, it's kind uh, of with you that I think that there was a chance that that he could have lost the locker room if he hasn't already lost it, but I think that there's also a chance that he can also get it back. You know, you know, maybe his conversations with Bielsa has changed the way he thinks about national team. Maybe he understands the needs to treat, you know, treat the players differently, treat, treat the situation differently. You know, look at, look at the tactics of a game differently because, because you don't have these players every day. You have the, you, you have these players once every three months. So you have to figure out and you only get them for, you know, three or four practices before a game. So. Uh, he he had, a, he had conversations with uh, Sir Alex Ferguson too. And, uh, he told him, when you select a team, go with the players that are going to go all out for you. You know, it's not necessarily always the best players, but the ones that are going to go play all out for him. And that's why I felt he should have just gone. Yes. Sir Alex was the coach of Scotland when they played in the 1986 World Cup in Mexico. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No Sir Alex. That was like the last time they were good, right? They came very close to, to qualifying. They they had to they had to beat Uruguay. Scotland, oddly enough, like they've made a bunch of World Cups, but they've never advanced past the group stage. And their best chance was in '86. And like in the first, in the first thirty seconds, or like the, the very soon after the very first whistle in the match, an Uruguayan guy came in, and then he, put, you know, a planchazo on the. On Scott, <laughs> straight red, like 15 seconds into the match, just boom. Alone just could never, they could, they could never figure out how to play with the mana, and they ended up tying 0 0. It, it, it knocked the Scots out. If they, if they could have won the game, they would have advanced, but it, it knocked them out. They, oh, man. It was, uh, <laughs> they, they fell for the dark arts because Uruguay could have gone, they, they were. They were content with zero zero. That that would have put them through, and that's exactly what they got. I'm so I'm so jealous of them. I so wish that Mexico could adopt those things well and do it well. 
Because the, the, the dark the, arts. Yes, yes. Mexico sucks at doing it. Yeah, no, and, it's and, uh... and, and, and 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 all the rough play is always a result of of ultra being butt hurt, and it always just comes off like this. Like, no, that's not how you do it, man. That is that is true, right there, Dan. When we do play thirty, it's 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 coming from the butt hurt. You look like a you look like a little bitch is when you do and, it. Yeah, you can I think tell part that. Of like... it, part of it is the region, I'll say, because we we've been in a region where there hasn't been much. You know, opposition, the like I, strong I, opponents. I don't, I don't, I disagree, man. I, I, I think everywhere, like, I guess Mexico and I guess North, but everyone South plays it rough. Yeah, but that's what I'm telling you is the region because they have more fierce competitors. The, the level is not that different between teams supposed to right here where we're not going to start hacking at, you know, Guatemala or St. Kitts. You know, Islas Caicos, we're not going to start giving them planchazos when, you know. But it doesn't matter who Mexico plays. It's not in their nature to ever play in that style. I think That's it's... why I'm saying it didn't develop that way because. Oh, I got you. I like, got you. You know, we got used to beating up our little brother. But if you're going up against, you know, dudes that are bigger than you or, or same height, then you're, you're going to do whatever you can to win. That makes sense. So I guess, I guess All right, gentlemen, it's, it's like culture. It's culture because you see Argentina like Mascherano grabbing people's nads and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what we need to do, man. <laughs> Thumb up the butt. Well, I don't know if we have to go that far. <laughs> Whatever yeah, it takes, This is man. a family show after all. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know it's after midnight. It's late, though. It's late. Yeah. Jeez. And I, I said it before, but Bobby Wood. Candidate Bobby Wood, he got rustled one time and got red carded just a while ago at uh, his club team in Germany. So he's an excellent candidate. But Alexi Lawless had a, a Facebook Live or a Periscope today needing to play those same tactics. So I don't know if he's if they're listening to him or if they're having the same ideas. But they might. Alexi Lawless in an interview said today that the Mexico could win the World Cup if they could just get over their mental block. Yep. So that that. All right, all right, gentlemen. All Prediction right. time. It's 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 time. It's time for, for you to put your money where your mouth is. Time time to time to drop some cash, and then and, and and see who ends up being right. So we'll do our usual ten thousand dollar man bet, like we always do <laughs> here at the Dos Asilo Football Podcast, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. So Joel. Should I should I do what I did with Sergio as as head and heart or uh, or you want to just or you want to just go with head? I'll, I'll just go with head. Well, that, that sounds bad. Huh? <laughs> that sounds bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> just just want to show me your cucumber. <laughs> it's like I'll just go with head, bro. Just, right just go for it. <laughs> All right. So uh, so so you're just going with uh, with with the sensible. Give me the sensible decision. With my noggins. Uh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll stay in the in the camp, in the one-on-one camp. It's going to be an empate. Empate a uno. Yes. Empate a uno. Is, uh, is, is Fernando still with us? Fernando, are you still with us? Yes, sir. Sorry about that. Like, no, right, no, you, uh, well, usually when you leave, there's like, like four of you pop up, so I just have to make sure. Fernando, what's... Uh, what's uh, my prediction? Yes, sir. 
uh, Mexico versus uh, USA, my prediction is going to be uh, two to one. Two to one. Who? Mexico. Of course. Wow. Come on, man. All right. So Fernando says, oh, I hope somebody's writing these down. So Joel says one, one tie. Fernando says two to one, Mexico. Chiquis. I'm going to agree with time Kevin, for you to... Kevin Rivera on the chat. Yes. I'm going to have to agree with that. Even though I think it's going to be very cold, like 30 degrees. Um, and so it might be, a, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't at first. Like the other day, it wasn't that cold. But all of a sudden it dropped. And the forecast looks to be 30 degrees or, or a little bit higher. But um, it could be a one-to-one. But I, I want to stay two-to-two just for an exciting game. Yeah, but thirty degrees is not not that big a deal now because I mean we have guys that play in the you know for four months, so it's not like it's. Most yeah. of them are dealing with cold weather already in Europe, anyway. Yeah. So that shouldn't be that shouldn't be. How interesting is it that that's not a factor as much anymore? And but but the, but the altitude in Mexico City is. Well, it's really not actually because it affects both teams now too for the same reason. Well, but it, yeah, but that's a problem. Yeah. Is that uh, you know. You know, for years you use the, the the midfielders that play in Mexico City in the in the the any the, you know they're running all over the field because that's what they're used to. I mean, they, most of the time the other guys are totally gassed. So let's take a look. So the forecast for uh, Friday, fifty three thirty nine. So it'll be in the it'll be in the high forties when they went you know by kickoff. So it won't be too bad. It'll be you know at least it won't be ten. So it'll 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 be fine. It'll be it'll be comfortable. Yeah, but it won't be uh, it won't be frigid. So, chickies, what 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 numbers? What numbers say you, chickies? Uh, two to two. Two to two. So you think it's going to be a tie? Two to two. The last time they tied two two was when they played in uh, Foxborough. All the fires. I remember that that they they uh, freak goal. Uh, Mexico scored a legitimate goal, and then they scored one where. Uh, Carlos Hermosillo just like happened to stand in front of Casey Kelly. Y'all remember this? And it bounced off him into the like he, like uh, like into the speke, and it bounced off him and went into the net. I repaid him by 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 scoring an auto goal in the second half, and it ended up being two two. <clears throat> you only remembers that? Yeah, I remember a two two in Reliance Stadium that I went to about. Four years ago, or something. No, this was this was a qual. This was a this was a a a a, a bona fide qualifier that they played right. at, at in Foxborough. You know, Daniel, have you have you given your prediction yet, sir? No, uh, I'm digging the optimism, and uh, all things considered, I think uh, I think they're going to pull it off. I'm going to go with a two-one, an impressive two-one. Wow. So you so you think you're you you and Fernando are both uh, are both thinking it's gonna be uh okay. I think they're gonna look I think they're gonna look good. And and, and um obviously the US is, is um gonna show that grit and keep it close. We heard from Fernando earlier, he said it, he he also thinks it's gonna be a draw. So you know, I'm don't know and and I was actually on the on the radio here in Austin on Sunday talking about this game and it's one of these things like uh, you know until you see it happen you just you just can't expect it to happen so i i think i think i'm gonna go align myself with uh with the other daniel of course i think it's gonna be 2-1 but i think the u.s is gonna win i think that 
Uh, and I think the Mexico plays well, and you know they don't embarrass themselves, and they, they score. But I, but I think the U.S. gets a late winner, and they win two to one, and it's uh, it's going to be unfortunate. It's going to put a whole bunch of pressure on Osorio to get get uh, the three points in, uh, in, in in Panama so they didn't keep his job. Now it's I will say this I don't I don't necessarily you know we we talk about how many point minimum number of points. I think that if he loses to the U.S. and ties Panama, I think that that still saves him. And only if they, they acquit themselves well in Columbus. If, if, if they play like dogs in Columbus and look terrible and just have no imagination, there's no motivation, no nothing, and you know they lose again, and then they look bad doing it, and then they just you know get as awful 0-0 in Panama. Then I think he's gone. But if they play a you know a, a, a you know a game where they need to to win or tie at the end or whatever it is, and they end up losing, then I think that he'll I think that he'll he'll stay. Hey, what if what if Mexico like gets good possession in the first half, um, has some opportunities but can't break the bunker, and in that second half U.S. scores one goal, then Rafa like gets a red card or somebody gets you know. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm talking about. If, if, if they play like that, then yeah, then he has to go because then then he's like, like what what good are you? Because you have you haven't done anything to this team that you said you were going to. you know they you know they're they're tired of the establishment. They they, they want change, you know. So they they, they <laughs> you know they want to. This is crap I'm hearing. Wrong. Sounds like, sounds like Fox News. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, right. They like to like like now they're the anti-establishment channel, and I'm sure. Okay, fair enough. So, see it, and that's a fitting way to end our our Dos Acero football podcast. I thank you everybody for joining so late. Yeah, here, uh, pushing uh, one o'clock here in the Central Time Zone, so it's got to be late for everybody. Uh, Kevin Rivera on the chat said it's going to be two two, and uh, that's. Um, that's interesting. So, a lot of optimism. You know, even um, you know, the, you know, despite predicting a loss, you know, there, there can be an optimistic loss. So, hopefully, that'll be the case. Uh, we'll uh, we'll find out, and we'll, of course, we'll discuss it next week. Now, I'm thinking, when, when is the Panama game? Panama game means like three days after. Thank you, Fernando. Does anybody have a definitive date? No. All right, it's let's on, see if we Monday. can find one. There's this magical machine that you can type information in. <laughs> Answer. I just used it to look for cat pictures, John. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, Joel. <laughs> now now I know what happened to that America shirt. I, I think that you've been lying to us all this time. I think that, you're, that oh. you'd really give it to... Uh, <clears throat> would really give it to... Uh, Instead of a dog. Damn, that's rough. Um, has anybody found the date? Uh, oh, I'm supposed to look. Still for it? looking. Still, still, still looking. Also, medio tiempo is not very helpful. No, yeah. November fifteenth. November fifteenth. So that's a Tuesday. So we should probably maybe have one of our special Taco Tuesday editions of the Desacero. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I think it would be a, it would be a great time to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. So John, uh, going with your, 
you know, going with your result, Mexico loses. How do you see them doing after that then? Well, if they lose, then he's going to have to take uh, probably some uh, more unnecessary risks. Not that Panama is a dangerous team, but the, 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 the advantage that Panama has over, the, over Mexico is that they're just so much bigger and, and stronger than them off the ball. Now, Mexico can, can defeat that, and I think that if they follow the, the similar game plan that they did like in Honduras and in, in Salvador where they just let the other team kind of make their own mistakes, I think that Panama uh, is one of those teams where, you know, they can – but they can't – I'm sorry, but I just can't believe you said that Panama is not a hard team. They're one of the toughest teams in the region right now. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is, 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 is what I'm saying is, yeah, they are an extremely difficult team to beat. But, but you have to, you know, Panama is a team that you can let beat themselves. Is you what know, I'm to, saying. To Osorio's misfortune, he he got a really bad calendar for the Hex. He did. He, he there's you no know, question. He got the two, two toughest games right off the bat. Yeah. And against teams that you know, just go all out against Mexico. Uh, well, everybody's going to go all out against Mexico. They just don't match up well against uh, these particular teams. And then, no, no, and, but and, I mean. Those those teams have just made it their mission to to uh, to beat Mexico, and then at home when we return home, uh, it's Costa Rica who has who has learned how to play at Azteca. Chirito is my nemesis. So, well, I guess we'll find out Tuesday night, and we'll uh, we'll have another encuesta, and we'll see about uh, you know if if we think that Osorio is going to. Uh, or is he going to go? I guess you'll have to tune in next Tuesday to find out. Uh, I mean, we'll discuss, of course, this game, and we'll talk about that game, and we'll take your questions and comments on YouTube, and of course, you can call in and join us on that. And of course, you can also listen to this show uh, and previous editions of the Los Acero Football Podcast on iTunes, uh, and of course, you can listen to uh, uh, Forest Dance Fire at the same place as well as this show Friday night. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. This has been a, a very entertaining show, uh, very informative. Um, everyone had some very strong opinions. It's uh, it's a, a a good game for us to talk about, and hopefully, um, hopefully, you know, for if you're a Mexico fan, you'll get a result. That 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 at this point is, uh, is is something that we can all look forward to. It should it should be a very entertaining game, and uh, I do think there are going to be goals on both sides. And let's uh, you know let's see where the chips fall. For joining us. Hello. Audio. Joel, do you hear me? Joel, Joel. Now we hear you. Yeah, now we I'm here. You were cut. So I was, I was just yammering all that. I was just saying thank you very much for joining us, Joel. I'm sorry. Thanks for joining us, Joel. Oh, thank you, John. Always a pleasure. Just, just before you go, just uh, <laughs> We'll talk to you next week. Fernando, thank you very much for joining us, man. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate uh, your insight and your optimism as always. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Chiki, sir, our technical director, thanks again for setting all this thing up. Yeah. Arriba, arabe, nido. That's for Pern.
uh, and and uh, Danielle out in Oceanside. Uh, thanks very much, man. Made the show very uh, very enjoyable. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. It was fun. So this has been the uh, Dos Acero Football Podcast. Uh, we thank you guys for joining us. Listen to us uh, next week on a special Taco Tuesday edition after the uh, the match in Mexico. Panama. of course, we won't be talking about that. We'll be talking about the Mexico-U.S. match. And we probably should probably talk about uh, more World Cup qualifying that happens all over the world. So it should be a very, uh, a very uh, entertaining uh, couple of days uh, for soccer fans, especially on qualifying days, because you can start watching games like at 8 in the morning and watch games uh, all the way through different parts of the world up until midnight. So it should be a, a great day for soccer. Um, and again on Tuesday. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.